Before we start today's podcast, we just wanted to update you on the latest launches from Navy Pro Tools. The Looser Apron is finally here and showcases both practicality and style. Proudly made here in the UK, the Looser Apron is designed to ensure less pressure is placed around your neck, allowing you to have better posture and work more comfortably. Make sure to follow the official Navy Educate Instagram page to watch lots of upcoming live workshops. You won't want to miss these evenings as Samantha Cox at The Daily Nail will be showcasing the new gel removal tool. If you are guilty of abusing Doris or Ethel for soak-offs, then you need the new gel removal tool in your kit. If you love our podcast, then please support us by using our code PRETTY10 on all your Navy purchases. to the Beauty Edit podcast, a podcast solely dedicated to the nail and beauty industry. In today's episode, we are talking about taking your business online with the Managing Director of Treatwell UK, Madeline Raynal. As technology advances, we need to ensure our businesses and offerings move with the times so that we are not left behind. Listen in to hear the pros and cons of using an online booking system and how going digital can improve your business client satisfaction and work-life balance. In this episode we share our honest experience of using Treatwell. Remember to make your own informed decisions based on your business needs and circumstances. If you're interested in the offer mentioned in this podcast please take a look at our podcast episode description for T's and C's and please complete the application form by following the included link. Hi Madeline. Hello. Hi welcome to the Beauty Edit podcast. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Yeah, we're really excited for today's topic and thank you so much for agreeing and sparing some time to come and chat with us. Pleasure. There seems to be one subject that at the moment, especially, we seem to be seeing a lot, especially on Instagram stories, people asking about, you know, like online booking systems, taking the businesses online. Should they be using like pen and paper anymore or should we be moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um so to get us started, before we ask you any questions, would you mind giving us an introduction sort of to yourself and Treatwell, please? Yeah, of course. So my name's Madeline, Madeline Raynal. Um, I'm the MD of Treatwell for the UK and Ireland, and I've been working at Treatwell for just over 10 years. So it's been a huge part of my life for a very long time now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Treatwell was founded back in 2008. Um, so I've been there almost from the start. And in the early days, we were known as Wahanda, but we rebranded as Treatwell. Um, and we've grown from a team of about eight people working in a little office in central London up to just over 500 people across 11 countries in Europe now. So a lot of growth. Um, we're now working with about 25,000 partners across Europe, about eight and a half thousand of those are in the UK. Um, and Treatwell's really here to, to help businesses by giving them digital tools to kind of manage and grow so we want to help people get organized and get bookings and get more client loyalty and get noticed online so it's really about using the kind of online tools that are available to help drive a bit more success in businesses yeah so when you say partners just to Mm -hmm. clarify are they business owners salon owners exactly so it could be freelancers or people who kind of work from home or salon owners running a really busy high street salon We, we cater for everybody and are them salons like a mixture of beauty and hair 
barbers are these a bit of a mix a bit of a mix absolutely so we do hair and beauty as our main main kind of part of the industry but we do work a little bit with spa and wellness as well um but it's more kind of the mainstream hair and beauty businesses yeah yeah like us yes just Um, like you (laughs) one of the things I just picked up on then Madeline was do you actually have like mobile um partners as well you know that are offering like treatments in the home yeah great question so we we do have some actually but it's not our real kind of area of expertise and the reason for that is because a big part of what Treatwell does is obviously help bring in new clients to our partners and the way that our app and, and our website work is is not really set up for mobile yet so we don't capture home addresses and let mobile therapists put in the kind of geography that they want to cover so it's much more about people who are in the kind of bricks and mortar whether that's a home-based salon or whether it's a, a commercial commercial option at the minute yeah yeah that's good to know um I can sort of understand how that would be very difficult to sort of it's complicated yeah Yeah. it's complicated you've got to know sort of how far it is between different appointments and people really want to kind of optimize their their time to make sure they're not going from a to z they need to go to b and c in the middle and sometimes (laughs) there's parking charges and all all sorts of kind of complexities that we're we're just not quite there yet so one day that's that's an area that we will will serve a lot better but at the minute it's more the, the the kind of salon based businesses yeah so to get us started then um, why should we be considering taking our businesses online? Oh, lots of reasons. Um, so I, I think really, I mean, beauty is kind of the last industry really to move online. Um, back when when Treatwell was started, it was it was a quite new thing. You know, it was we were all just starting to think about ordering takeaways online and booking restaurants and even booking our holidays online. We, we weren't kind of all working that way. But really, it is just the way that the world works right now. And there, there isn't really a, a big reason why beauty shouldn't follow, because certainly as, as consumers, that's how we all live our lives now. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I I don't do an awful lot over the telephone anymore. It's very much kind of I pick up my phone and open an app and a couple of taps and you're booked. And we just live in that kind of convenience era where really that's the way that we want to live our lives. But I actually think it's it's not just in response to consumer demand as well, which is it is definitely a big thing. But I think about business owners should really be thinking about their time as well, yeah. um, and especially in the the kind of COVID situation that we're in right now time is more precious than ever before because you know it we're concentrating very hard on and how to kind of be able to see clients safely and be able to see as many as we can but we do have a lot more limitations now so any time that you can save from doing your admin and answering the telephone and responding to the social media messages is is time you could be spent with a client so I think there's that's a kind of an, an even more immediate demand for people to start thinking about online right now. Yeah, we've noticed definitely more recently in the past couple of years that our clients don't like to call the mm-hmm. studio anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's almost like a bit of an old fashioned thing and whether people have lost the confidence in I leaving was say confidence. Mm, yeah, leaving messages or just don't like to pick up a phone and, and talk anymore. Um we've got all our social medias like um messages they've all all got auto replies mm-hmm. because we can't keep track of all the messages we get um can't. and reply to everybody and you're not even forced to see them because they can go into your requested folders mm-hmm. um so we say please call the salon and somebody will inquire and mm-hmm. want to make a booking and when we say we don't take them over social media can you please call the salon mm-hmm. they won't 
we'll never hear from him again it's a funny thing isn't it there's something about that just kind of there's definitely something about the convenience of booking online that yeah. that often like we see now like you I don't know if you believe this or not but 40% of all of the orders that are made on Treatwell come outside of a typical opening hours now so the, the time honestly the time of night that you see people booking a wax or booking a facial is, is crazy <laughs> yeah but, but people are kind of just that that's the way that we all want things now we just want that convenience of, of doing it online but another another thing I actually think is really um really valid as one of the reasons as well is something about privacy you know because beauty can be quite personal and yeah. if you're sat in an office which none of us really are at the minute but back in those days when we were yeah. and you're sat next to your boss as I used to do I didn't really want to book up you know to call somewhere and book in for a wax and maybe yeah. have a question about well you know what what should <laughs> I have and exactly so there's there's something about that kind of real privacy and and just kind of ease and convenience of being able to do it online but I do think it's a generational thing as well um yeah. you know my my mom would still call up to to make inquiries and to book things but I I just haven't really grown up that way and certainly people who are kind of 10-15 years younger than me they, they don't really call people anymore it's all kind of you know voice notes and snapchats yeah. and that's how it's kind of funny. how they communicate it yeah is. it's funny you should say that because I actually like had a bit of a talk with my boyfriend the other day because he had to ring um trying to remember where he had to ring oh yeah he had to ring for a takeaway this place doesn't do online orders so we had mm-hmm. to ring mm-hmm. and he said his order like all the wrong way around. He said <laughs> starter after his mains and he said he's rice before his curry. And then we came <laughs> on the phone, I said, Anthony, why can't you ring and place an order? And he said, because I never do. No. I always order food just eat. So he's yeah. like, got no experience <laughs> with talking on the phone. He got so nervous and I could tell he was panicking. And I'm saying to him, what are you doing? But it is, it's like a generational thing. I think it definitely is, yeah. And I do most things, usually online shopping, when I'm in bed. Yes, Um, absolutely. You know, I'll get like these magical parcels and I think, who's sending me (laughs) presents? And then I forget that I've ordered them, you know, like at midnight. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who does that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, I haven't even paid for this. And then I realise I have. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, that's like another point that you've, you've touched on is like, late at night I Mm. both me and Shelby are night owls we Mm -hmm. will regularly answer um dms and emails at at midnight I was still chatting to a girl last night on Instagram at half like half past midnight at four to one in the morning Um, so yeah so maybe it's just the way the world is going it is isn't it I just don't think we have those kind of standard working or like functioning hours anymore and especially I think the last months of just so many more people are working from home now and we've got kind of different I think freedoms and people are just just living different kind of patterns right now and we're quite a sort of entitled group of people aren't we that we sort of just expect businesses to fit in with us and that that for you know I'm sure it was a lovely conversation but somebody was expecting you to reply to them at half past midnight it's crazy really isn't it but that kind of just is the world we're living in right now it is. And I think one of the good things about taking your business online is that, yes, you are sort of available 24, mm-hmm. 24 hours, seven days a week, mm-hmm. but you personally aren't available. So you've put your boundaries there and you're not feeling the pressure of having to reply um, to messages on or, a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, the, I mean, we both know, Shelby, don't we? We've had phone calls at 5 a.m., 
for an eyebrow wax and yeah you know we were like no you know back in the day when we had paper diaries and they were at the salon and it were like I'm really sorry we don't sleep with the diary under our pillow (laughs) (laughs) you know like or like midnight you know people will not think twice clients will not think twice about sending a text or anything so we've had to put things in in place to try and avoid that just to give up yeah You've got to have time. that. You've got to have that. Like I think people who don't work in this industry maybe actually don't know how hard it is. Like you know, you're on your feet a lot of the day. It's you can be bending over doing massages. It's really quite a. It can be quite physical as well as quite an emotionally charged job as well. And you need that time. You need a kind of boundary. And I think the online just does exactly that for you. It kind of opens your business twenty four seven, but it doesn't expect you to be available out of hours. It actually gives you that downtime and lets you recharge. And that's what you need to do to to grin. And do a fantastic job again the next day so it's there for it absolutely is there for for salon and business owners as much as it is as it is for customers definitely yeah um so we've sort of spoken about quite a few of the advantages mm-hmm. um but what are some of the main advantages of say treat well and taking your business online Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to a lot of uh, a lot of different things. I mean, I think the kind of the sheer size of Treatwell now is obviously a, a big thing. We've been around for a long time now, so I think there's always going to be a lot of kind of fears and, and worries and distrust about moving online. But I think the advantage that Treatwell has is that it's been going so, so long now and so much of the development that's come in both the booking system that we give to clients, but also the marketing we do for our, our partners. It comes from experience and it's really been driven by this industry. So we spend all of our time talking to this industry and understanding what it's like to kind of run a beauty businesses and, and the blockers that we we need to help remove to help people kind of grow and and get back to doing what they actually love. So I think that's a big part of it that we kind of have built and developed from experience. And I think the other real strength is definitely the team at Treatwell. And that's something yeah, that's yeah. it's really special. And hopefully you've had that experience of well as well of we you know the, the people that you've worked with. Great. Um but but we really like we really care. So we have um a sales team who obviously are there to kind of go out and represent treat well and cross lots of doors and salons and tell people about it but from that point on we've got really kind of a dedicated account management team and they yeah. are there entirely for our partners to make them successful ultimately treat well as a business is only successful when our partners are so we don't want you to kind of sign up for something that doesn't work so we have a team of people who are kind of really experienced at different parts of of what treat well is all about so when we kind of talk about the the software that we the online diary that we give people we've got a team of trainers who are there just to make sure that you do know how to use all of the features and that you're not scared about clicking that button in case it does something that you didn't want it to do (laughs) we make sure that you can kind of unlock all of the value that's actually there for you and then we have people who are sort of totally experienced at at helping you get noticed and get booked online as well so I think the the people and the experience are definitely the two things that I would call out as being pretty unique about Treatwell yeah yeah We've got to go on. <laughs> Were you just going to give a shout out to Laura? Yeah, our I was going to say, Aww. our account manager has been absolutely amazing from day one. Oh, I excellent. Mean, we actually had the discussion not that long ago and we said, should Laura even be helping us this much anymore? She's always <laughs> checking in and seeing if everything's going okay. And, you know, do we need help? Like, especially after the first lockdown, yeah. um, I had an email saying like, I need to change the sort of like lead times on bookings. And mm-hmm. she just emailed me back straight away. She says, I'm back at work now. Like, what do you need me to do? Send me everything. And then yeah. we moved location and I said, can you just double check I've done it correct? You know, I'm not sure if it is correct. 
Yeah. And she has been absolutely amazing. She I has. can't believe it. I she don't think she brilliant. should really be looking after us. <laughs> yeah, oh. she should have been passed passed on to somebody else. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe at least forgotten about now. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, but she... the relationship that we have with her is she's like a friend, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she even like if we put an Instagram post up, she like might heart it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it, do you know what it's it, a lovely it, relationship. it does and it becomes that and I, I know I've worked here for 10 years now and I can honestly say that I'm friends with so many people in the industry because you just get to know people and you speak to people really regularly and we get really invested in your business as well like we we feel it when something goes wrong or there's something that we can help you with and when you know when coronavirus happened there was no there was no script for how to deal with it you know like we yeah. as a business you as a business it, it, none of us really could have any idea what to do and we really felt that we just had to to kind of just throw ourselves into it and get on board and you know Laura absolutely she's 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 one of the best but they're all brilliant and and they all genuinely care about the partners that they're working with and they really celebrate when they kind of they know that something's going really well for you and they are on hand it's and it, sometimes I think you kind of hit on it there as well like sometimes they're there to be really proactive and to kind of help and you know help you find the answers to the big questions but sometimes it's just that reassurance and actually that's the best thing they can do that you do just want them to double check that you did something right and then it gives you the confidence to do it again next time so yeah I'm glad that you've you've got a great relationship with Laura she's she's lovely she's a lovely girl yeah she is I mean I think there's still so many advantages um of being online with Treatwell Mm -hmm. um me and Shelby was just chatting about this before we recorded this podcast mm-hmm. and we, we made a, a few notes, didn't we, Shelbs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously for us, it's the new clients that it brought us. Yeah. Um, I find that Treatwell's a little bit different to some of the, like, booking systems that I see online. Um, but they are almost just a booking system. So you would guide your existing clients to that booking system to book. Mm-hmm. Whereas we find with Treatwell, it actually generates us new clients. Yes. Um, which the reason why we joined Treatwell in the very first place was because we took on two um, girls, but they were on a self-employed basis, but they didn't have an existing or a big existing clientele. Mm-hmm. So we sort of like looked into Treatwell and said, well, let's just try it. You know, let's just see if it does generate some new clients. It was actually recommended to us from... Um, it was a hairdresser, mm-hmm. physiotherapist. Oh, and she, yeah. She, she originally lived... Because we're based in... Well, we were based in Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was from London. But she mm-hmm. came and worked with us and she was a physio. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said to us, oh, have you tried Treatwell? Now, my original, and I don't know if any listeners think the same as me, <laughs> I thought it was a bit like Groupon. Now, don't oh, ask You're breaking why. my heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I feel I need to get it in here in case anybody else thought the same as me. Yeah. And I thought, and I said to her, she said, oh, have you, you know, like in London, if when I go for my nails doing, I'll just go on treat. Well, have you, you know, do you do that? And I were like, mm, no, um, no, you know, I'm not really sure about it. And mm-hmm. I said, is it like Groupon? And she went, no. And I went, <laughs> oh, right. So she went, it's just like, I can just search like, pedicure um mm-hmm. in london near me and it'll bring up like the nearest place and i said all oh, right mm-hmm. and it were at that point that had sparked that initial looking into treat well mm-hmm. um and it were from then on 
we ne- we didn't look back, did we, Shelby? No, and then we got chatting to somebody else who was a hairdresser, and she said, oh, I've been on Treat Well for years. It works really well for my oh, salon. Sorry, yeah. And I said, I can't believe you didn't tell us for all this time. You kept it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Not on your secret. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's how it started for us, and it, it was a success. Good. Oh, I'm glad it was like a recommendation as well, because, as, you know, as much as we could do all the advertising in the world, there's there's nothing more powerful than somebody else actually saying to you, I use it and it's good. And, and that that's really lovely to hear. But I don't I don't think you're alone in, in kind of having that perception that maybe we were kind of a daily deal or a discount platform. And back, you know, back in back in the old days, back in kind of 2008 and 2009, I can't lie and say, you know, we did do voucher based promos. And, and that was a big part of kind of how we launched in the UK. But that was so, so, so long ago now. And it was only a very kind of um, a very short lived thing, because our ambition was always really about connecting the industry in a much better way. And I don't, I, I don't think discounting is a, a dirty concept or a bad word. Like I think it's got its place, but I think what our industry was falling into the trap of was doing it just to get bums on seats and, and just to kind of get people onto treatment beds. Yeah. And if you go too deep on a discount, you're not going to get a client who wants to return to you. And then what no. all you've done is you've paid a commission, you've paid a, you know, a percentage of that booking to another party and you'll never see that platform, that customer again. So there's, it's yeah. just not a good payback at all. It can feel like a short-term strategy to get people into a salon, but it, it really isn't kind of a long-term strategy that's going to be profitable. So we, we do let like if partners, if, if businesses that are on treat well want to discount, absolutely they can do that and that they're completely in control of that. That. but we developed actually quite probably about six or seven years ago now quite a long time we developed a, a different way of doing discounting so it wasn't this kind of just deep always on got to give 50 60 percent off which is kind of the group on mentality and it was a lot smarter in its concept and it was we kind of copied the likes of sort of travel and hotels because even the the kind of amazing airlines and the, the big five-star hotels they have different rates at different times and at different dates and it's more about kind of the peak and off me off peak how far in advance you're booking or how close to that appointment you're booking And that was kind of what we copied. And we introduced something called last minute discounting, which basically means that you can set it and it's always on in the background. You don't have to go on and kind of manage it every day, but you can basically just set a rule that says for these services, like so for maybe just for my massages or whatever it might be, if I get to within one or two hours of that appointment and I don't have a client in, then I'd like to switch on a 20% discount or a 30% discount or whatever you choose. But obviously, if you're full, if you've got a client in, that that never kicks in. You never have to give away that discount. So it's more just filling those appointments that you wouldn't have filled. And we do the yeah. same for like peak and off-peak pricing as well. So we're always the ones and you know Laura and the rest of her team are the ones that I hear on the telephone all the time saying no don't do a discount on a Saturday don't do it on the Thursday afternoon like don't do it when you're at your busiest you should only do it to those kind of appointments that you might struggle to fill so if you want to entice people to take a Monday morning slot or a Tuesday afternoon whenever it is that's typically quieter for you that's the kind of time that we would say maybe pop an off off peak price up Um, but but discounting like it's not a bad strategy but it should be a strategy rather than just a panic if you know what I mean it's something we feel quite passionate about because it breaks my heart when I see people putting up kind of 60% off and I'm thinking you can't you can't cover your costs with that and you're never going to get that client up to paying full price because they've got used to that really deep saving and they don't know why they're getting it they just think that's the value of it so yeah I think you probably attract the wrong type of client yes yeah Um, 
for us, that's what we we believe. Me and Shelby always call it the Laura Ashley effect, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Which I know is a bit naughty, really. But they, yeah. when we used when we named it the Laura Ashley effect, they hadn't gone bust, so it didn't seem as <laughs> <No>. bad. <laughs> but now yeah. it feels really bad saying it. But well, I think it's even more poignant, really. Yeah, it shows you, know, you were we right. Would, yeah, yeah. We never bought. We love Laura Ashley. And we wish it had come back, but um, Gorgeous, we never bought it? at yeah. full price. We just yeah. waited. We just waited. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think. I think, yeah, we've got a whole different um, podcast on charging your worth, haven't we, Shelby? So, oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah. So I'm passionate <laughs> about that subject. Good. I think it's so yeah. important, though, isn't it? But if you it if is. you don't know your worth, then then people aren't going to know what to pay. And I, actually, that's another really good good thing about online is I think it gives you another way of showing your worth because you've got reviews where other people yeah. are saying the experience yeah. was great. It's totally worth it. You can showcase which products, brands you're using. You can even put up pictures of your work. Like hairdressers use it a lot, but also like nail tech technicians and you've just got this kind of platform to actually show what what your worth is and and what a fair price for your service is so yeah charge it you absolutely can I think one of the other things as well Madeline that we've noticed is that we rank really high on Google well treat Mm -hmm. well treat treat well but equal us ever pretty beauty studio because we have noticed and clients have told us that as soon as they go to Google which we all do, don't we? Whether we're looking for, you know, a recommendation for a restaurant or anything, we all go straight to Google. Yeah. Um, and as soon as somebody puts in nails, leads, yeah, or searches in like closest to where they're actually searching, or even if they search Ever Pretty Beauty Studio, mm-hmm. the first link that comes up is like Treatwell Dash Ever Pretty Beauty Studio. Yeah. And it ranks way higher than our own personal website. Our own personal website is like 20,000 <laughs> pages back in Google. <laughs> um, so yeah. for us, that has been a huge advantage to getting us has. noticed. It's it's great, isn't it? Because I think a lot of a lot of big businesses can kind of you know they can they can do google advertising themselves and it takes quite a lot of money to do it successfully you know i have to be honest it's an expensive business and it's often very very difficult to track so this is just treat just a way of people not having to worry about that because we we do all of that work we do lots of kind of ad campaigns with google so we'll bid on different keywords and sometimes on venue names but not always we've we've got very kind of clever clever automated things that happen behind the scenes to kind of help us really get the best out of google that even outside of just kind of us, us bidding and sort of paying for the space on Google, Google just loves Treat Well and it ranks us very, very highly from just kind of a search engine perspective because we have so much fresh content all of the site because there's always reviews coming on and there's new partners being listed yeah. and it, Google can just see that it's such fresh and kind of relevant content that it naturally puts us really high up those rankings. Um, so yeah, it just saves you a job from having to think about that kind of online presence really. And also by the fact that Treat Well is is kind of sometimes bidding there on your venue name it actually we we can bid a lot more effectively than other businesses can so it actually would stop your competitor going and bidding on you and potentially taking business away from you this is just a way of making sure that all of that online traffic finds you one way or another and and gets booked with you which is great yeah and I think then that leads on to what you said about reviews then Mm. Uh, I know that once the founders they've just gone to Google and, and typed in, I don't know, gel gel nails Wakefield, mm-hmm. and we've come up, you yep. know, we've come up right at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we, we've we spoke about it today, didn't we? About taking our website actually down. Yeah, we, we just even if somebody asks for a price list, you know, we say, oh, here's the link 
to like our Treatwell site because again all the prices are on there they can do drop down boxes for what they want to book in for mm-hmm. they can see everything clearly they can also read all the reviews yeah. that we've had which mm-hmm. we've had a lot which you know I think everyone gets the opportunity to leave a review after yes. their appointment mm-hmm. um so so yeah so we're like why are we even paying to host our own website when in theory for us Treatwell has all the information on there yeah and doing it for us and ranking higher Yep, it does. And actually, as well as kind of making sure that you've got that kind of space through Treatwell, we, I don't know whether Laura's told you this, possibly not because you had your own, but we actually can give you mini, mini branded websites as well. So even if you want to feel like you keep your own branded website rather than just sending people to Treatwell, that's, that's all included in what you get with Treatwell as well. So get Laura to follow up with you and she can (laughs) save you a bit of cash on that website and we'll give you a different one and it showcases exactly as you said every it's kind of powered by the information that we've got in Treatwell so it's got all of your menu and your prices your booking will be on there and we showcase your best reviews as well so there you go I mean reviews I mean we all look for reviews don't we like I just said earlier like whether it's a restaurant or I've just asked for reviews for doctors recently Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we all go on recommendations don't we and reviews and when people can go to a site and somebody comes up so ever pretty beauty studio pops up for nails in wakefield the first thing is they're going to look at is the reviews that's what i would look at yeah and we are so lucky because we've still got five star reviews and we were awarded a top rated salon yeah Um, i'm I'm laughing to myself though because we have all five star reviews and one four star review and (laughs) when this four star review came through it was just it were like four stars but absolutely love my nails and it was from a regular bars I've come for years so it was one of my clients actually so mum said do I bring it up to her like, is there any... I'm like did I'm... she love her nails but something wasn't perfect or did she just accidentally click the wrong star yeah. and I still don't think we've asked her to this day have we because no. we don't want to sort of Again. like embarrass Again. her but I was gutted I was like oh you've ruined us as five stars oh do you know what I would love to tell you that you'll be five stars forever but the more you get you're going to get someone who people just have different it's so subjective isn't it and like to one person giving four star is is virtually perfect and it's amazing and and they just wouldn't whereas somebody else could be like oh there was something a bit wrong with it and it's just so subjective isn't it that I mean to to win top rated I think in 2020 was amazing because it was a really tough year so uh, yeah and it just is it's kind of a celebration isn't it and it's a a really lovely accolade to have on your page to show everybody who lands there that that people really rate you and want to keep coming back it's great yeah yeah, and then we got as lovely certificate Yay. and this <laughs> <laughs> a little treat. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Um, so yeah, so there's so many like positives to it. Um, yeah. Also, like linking it to your social media as well, mm-hmm. like your booking widget. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that if you're like on your Instagram, you can put a link on there, and it will take them to book straight away. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I think we always confuse things because we call it a widget, which is just a techie term. But it basically like behind the scenes is just like a little bit of like technical code that links to something else. So all your clients see on your Facebook or your Instagram is they just get a button that says book now. And then that, like you say, that links them straight to your treatment list and your availability and they can just book in then and there. Yeah. Yeah. I also think as well, another advantage is that to me, when when you're seen as being on treat well and I'm not sure why maybe you can answer this 
um, it seems to give your salon credibility. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, we feel more trustworthy and I, I think clients like that when they can see your reviews and they can see your work and things like that. Would you agree? I think so. I think it's a I think it is that credibility, isn't it? And I think from a from a class client's perspective, it's probably just that confidence that treat well, I guess, is quite well known now. Um it's getting more and more well known up sort of the north of England, but it definitely started sort of down in London is is where we sort of launched all those years ago. But I think because we've got that kind of brand deputa- reputation and people can see that it's a it's a website and it's an app that's obviously got a lot of kind of business behind it. I think it does just give that credibility and you know booking online when you can see that if you're going to pay in advance your card details are secure and you can read the reviews from other people I I definitely think it does do that it just looks it looks professional that you're you're part of something bigger and it's it's a big part of the industry I guess yeah, yeah. I think with what you've just said part of something bigger has just reminded mm. Michelle but do you remember that new lady who can um, obviously in Christmas and she said to me oh you're part of a chain yeah remember? yeah I do and remember she really I were really confused and I were like um she went you're part of a big chain aren't you and I were like oh no no and I didn't for one minute think of treat well um and she said oh yeah because my husband um went on google and found you and she only lived like maybe a few streets away mm. um from where we are and she said, oh, yeah, so, and she, but what she was getting confused with was treat well. She oh, thought. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, at first I was completely thrown, but what she meant is she'd found us through treat well. And oh. she thought everybody was owned and was part of treat well. And oh. I can totally understand why she would think that. Yeah. But it completely threw me. It would, have, it would have done me if she'd said it to me. I would have thought, oh, where, where have you got that from? But <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. She obviously, yeah, she just thought it was, I guess for her, she's probably just got the one, well, her husband was using the website, but you know, when people have the app, it's just, it's there and everything's part of one application, I guess. So that's why they sort of feel it's one big thing. Yeah. 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 So sort of moving slightly off topic, Mm. um, I know we've talked about like all the advantages that Mm -hmm. come with being a treat well partner. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of the reoccurring concerns regarding going online? I I was thinking about this earlier because I I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, (laughs) I I think I would put it down, I think, to four main things. I think the first one is a fear of change. I think a lot of us just kind of think, well, I know how to use my, my appointment diary and I know how to answer the phone. And that's, there's no complexity. It's it's just all quite easy. And why change a habit? I'm a bit worried what it would, what would happen to my business if I've suddenly got to transfer over to a digital diary and make myself available. Don't know what that'll be like. I think people are often worried about the cost that they think, well, a paper diary is free and, and this is definitely going to cost me something. I think they're worried about complexity that they think, well, actually, maybe things like beauty aren't as straightforward as booking a takeaway or booking a table at a restaurant because our industry is such that sometimes you need a person sometimes you need a piece of equipment sometimes you need a room and and people think well I'm not really sure how online could manage that whereas if someone calls me I ask a few questions and I know exactly what I'm booking them in for and then I think maybe there's one that's 
just a little bit of distrust that people sort of worry about the security side of things, about whether their data is going to be safe and what people are, are being given kind of visibility over and access to. So I think it probably comes down to those four things. And the, the, there might, you know, there might be lots of other reasons out there, but I would say they're probably the big four that, that I hear about in, in one guise or another. It kind of comes down to those things. Yeah, we sort of sat down and spoke about what our concerns are when it or were when it came to going online. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they're very similar to what you've just said, actually. Mm-hmm. The main one for us to start with was the High Commission. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We treat well, and obviously I understand that other booking systems are different. You might have a monthly cost, you might have a commission-based, mm-hmm. like, set up. Um, but the way that ours works with Treatwell is that we do a, a very small monthly cost and then we do a commission base. And if that customer is new, mm-hmm. I think is it 35% plus yes. VAT? Yeah, that's right. Um, which that's 42% and 42% of a treatment, say of £30, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money that you feel like you're giving away. And that was our biggest sort of worry when mm-hmm. joining. But yeah. we had the attitude of, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Yeah. If they return, you know, then we're making that money back. Yeah. You know, every time, because you don't pay 42% every time just on that first visit. Exactly. Um, So we thought, well, let's just try it. And yeah, it can feel like a bit of a stinger (laughs) when you get like your invoice or, you know, if it's prepaid or whatever and you've given away that 42%. Mm -hmm. But we have found that when people come through the door, they return. Yes. I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying every person returns because that's just unrealistic to me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my regulars now first came through Treatwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. are regulars. They come every three weeks. They come every two months. They come every occasion, whether it's birthdays, Christmas. They might be an irregular regular, yeah, like we, call, what, that's we what call, like them. To call them. Irregular regulars. <laughs> so they might come just for summer or they yeah. might come for Christmas but they are loyal mm-hmm. and return year on year but they might only come once or twice mm-hmm. but they still return mm-hmm. um, so it was our biggest one of our biggest fears along with another one yeah um, was the large percent and then obviously when you take into consider- consideration how much it's cost you to carry out that treatment mm-hmm. and then if you're employing that member of staff you know there can be very little profit on that first on that the first, first booking I need to get yeah. that, that first yeah yeah but if your treatment your nails last you do a great wax mm-hmm. your customer service is tip top your mm-hmm. salon's clean yeah yeah they like you you know because not everybody gels personality wise but mm-hmm. if you can pretty much <laughs> nail all five of them then chances are next time they want to book yeah then they're gonna they're gonna they're come nowhere to you to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't honestly, I don't, I totally understand that being a concern. And I think, I think you're very right. I think in terms of the cost, people don't really worry about the monthly costs because 15 quid for a piece of software and kind of access to a big yeah. marketplace is obviously a lot cheaper than more, more, more kind of traditional booking systems would be. So I think it is that new client commission. I think you're totally right. And I don't really think I could kind of explain it and answer it a lot better than you have done because you're, you're talking from experience about, you know, it is an investment to get somebody through the door. And as we said yeah. earlier, you know, you now know you don't need to pay for your website and you don't need yeah. to pay for any Google advertising. You don't need to do big flyers yeah, in the neighborhood all, exactly all of this stuff you don't need to do that's kind of what goes into that 35 percent that we take from getting you that client but like you say we you do a fantastic job and get that client back but actually I think 
possibly what a lot of people don't know about Treatwell as well is that a lot of what we do behind the scenes is all geared up to helping you get that client back as well. So we even have, for example, something called like invites to rebooked and we will text people or pop up a notification in the, the app that they've got or send them an email, giving them a kind of reminder that it's time to book back with you. So we kind of look at our data and think, oh, they're probably due for their next wax or their next facial, but they haven't rebooked. We'll give them a nudge and give them a quick link to book back with you. So there's a lot yeah. that we kind of invest in as well that that we don't charge for. It's all part of that kind of 35%. But it's really like you say, it's turning that new client into a regular. And when you kind of extrapolate out somebody booking their wax every month or their their two-week manicure all the time or even those irregular regulars that that come back every so often with you the payback of that 35% is actually really really quick and back in the day we used to have a different kind of pricing model where we charged a commission for every single booking that that went through Treatwell but we just didn't feel that was right and it wasn't good value for salons because they were obviously doing the great work to get someone back and then we were charging again and we were like "Mm, yeah it actually doesn't feel fair it doesn't feel right and it might sound a bit kind of fluffy to use the word partnership but it but it genuinely is what we feel it is that we know where our skills lie and it's very much in getting those clients to to discover you and book with you and then it passes really over to your expertise about giving them that great experience that makes them want to rebook with you and it's fair that that rebooking doesn't cost you anything so that's why we kind of went for the split model um and you know I, I wouldn't say that everybody loves it and everyone thinks it's the best way of doing things but 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 pretty much um, it, it's the fairest way we think of of kind of making sure that it, it it works for both sides and that we're all totally kind of on the same on the same song sheet when it comes to how we should work mm. together. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I've just thought of as well. Um, I mean, the good thing for us has been that whilst we've been on lockdown and we've had no clients, mm-hmm. there's not been a high monthly price to pay. Whereas some yeah. people have been committed into that monthly price and they've had to carry on paying that high that high amount every month whereas because it's percentage based yeah if you've had a quiet month even if your salon's open but if it's January and you won't add many people coming you know there's therefore not a big bill at the end of January if that makes sense yeah you're totally right and the other thing that we that we did is we waived the monthly fees as well for all of the months that were in lockdown and and that just felt we know that that single-handedly isn't going to kind of help anyone's cash flow or, you know, save a business. But for us, it just felt so important that we kind of showed a bit of solidarity. And, and we as a business, we're in exactly the same position as all of our partners that we can't make any money when it's a lockdown either. You know, we're all in the same boat here. But but we just genuinely didn't think that that any, under any way should we be charging a monthly fee when people couldn't trade. Like, yes, people still had access to showcase their work and use the system if they needed it, but it just didn't feel right for us. And I, I thought it was a real shame. I've seen a lot of kind of talk on community groups and, and online platforms that a lot of the software companies have still charged fees or they've they've deferred them and said, oh, well, you can you know pay it again when you're open. And it, that I find that really difficult to see because this, you know, our industry has been hit incredibly hard. And yeah. anything that anyone can do to try and stand together and, and make sure that we've we've got a really good industry on the side of it is is what we had to do, definitely. Yeah, I think that it, when we received that email saying that there were no fees to pay, mm-hmm. I know like what you're saying is like £15 maybe doesn't seem a lot, but the pressure, mm-hmm. it just took the pressure off mm-hmm. knowing you didn't have it to pay. Good. So it was one less bill to think yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, it was. And like, obviously, with mental health and things like that, with COVID, mm-hmm. it, it did relieve Good. pressure. 
Do you know what? I, I'm so I'm so glad because it's I, I've thought long and long and hard about this and, and treat well. And me personally, we've been really active in a lot of kind of government task forces and, and trying to kind of campaign for financial support and get our industry off the ground again. And uh, we, you know, Treatwell's had a, a sticky old time of it through through the situation as well and have had to kind of make difficult decisions as a business as well. And I personally have felt under pressure a lot of times when I'm kind of thinking about my team and, you know, how we can kind of navigate through this. But the one thing that has always been in my mind that I, I've really felt that I've had a team of people around me. Like I've always had my boss who I could go and talk to or our owners I could talk to or my team that I can lean on. And I've really felt like this, is, I know, you know, you two work together, which is amazing. And, and some people are working as part of a team, but there are so many people who will have felt really by themselves through this. And yeah. the, the, you know, the lack of kind of clarity I mean I feel like this lockdown you know we're in lockdown three right now and we've kind of we all know what we're doing now and you know it was sort of we're a bit just getting on with it and yes it's tough but but it's not kind of a new thing to us but the first time that it happened and we all just had to shut our doors and and suddenly go working from home and what what we were meant to do every day I can't imagine somebody kind of having to try and get through that by themselves and I was genuinely really worried for a lot of people because it's not just the business side and the financial side like you said it's the mental health it's feeling isolated and uncertain and nervous and anxious and all of those things and yeah gosh it's been it's been a hell of a year hasn't it it has yeah but hopefully you know we're in lockdown three like you say I'm really hand on heart hoping that this is the last lockdown oh fingers crossed I yeah, pray to yeah. God that this is this is it and we'll have a vaccine towards the end of this lockdown and yeah. then for that reason people aren't going to be as vulnerable or not as many people are going to be as vulnerable and hopefully it'll allow things to start Think moving again. Yeah. And, and then I think the most important thing to say as well is like we now that at least we know like I hope you know if we go back into the tier system we know that at least in tier three personal care can be open and yeah me that was such a, a a big and important thing because the data at least is out there now that transmission within salon salon environment is so 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 low like this isn't the risky point like our industry is so hygienic and so safe yeah. and people's standards of cleanliness are just second to none so I'm, I'm so pleased that that was recognized and our industry can be recognized for the, the care and attention that they do put in every single day just not through a pandemic every single day in, in kind yeah. of maintaining these standards and looking after clients so that yeah. that's something to be really encouraged by definitely yeah so one of the second biggest worries that we had mm-hmm. was control was yes. giving the control <laughs> to the client yeah so whether that was you know did they book themselves in for a soak off when they needed one mm-hmm. um, especially if they were a new client you know would they actually think that they needed to book in for that soak off or that extra bit of nail art mm-hmm. would it end up leaving gaps in our diary like yeah you know, even if it's just 15 minute gaps, if you had four 15 minute gaps, that's another treatment you could have done that day. Yeah. So for us, and it still is, I'll be honest, yeah. one yeah. of our concerns mm-hmm. is giving that Con- that absolute that full. full, some of our regular clients that have come for years, we still just book in before they leave and that yeah. works for us and that works for them. Yeah. But every now and again, it might be like, especially during the lockdown, because we're not on the site we are we haven't got access to the salon phone all the time I think they've thought oh well I'll just I know they're on treat but I can just do that myself I'll I'll cancel that or I'll move that one mm-hmm. and I'm a bit like oh no like don't do that let me just do it and it's because I'm worried that they're not going to do it correctly yeah 
yeah that, that's another really common common worry as well and we we hear it kind of across industry so I think you're kind of the, the soak off one was a good example we hear it a lot from hairdressers as well who talk about oh god they're going to book a balayage and they might not have wanted a balayage they should have had a full head highlights and it's yeah. a very kind of common thing and I think I think I'd be lying if I said that it's 100% perfect all of the time when you first go on treat well because there might be the chance that we actually have a specialist team who are like a content team who are there to create your menus for you when you first join. And they use all of the experience that we've got about what people book and how they book it and what things need to go with other things and, and all that kind of thing. But, uh, you, you know, you might find that something isn't quite the way that you would you would want it and things are easily changed. I think that's the main thing to say that you've always got access to your menu. So if you find when you first kind of gone live and got that booking through Treatwell that you go, actually, I needed another 15 minutes at the end of that to clean up after that appointment or I needed to, to, to write a different description to make it clear what was involved in that service or whatever it might be all of that kind of can be edited and can be changed but generally speaking clients are are pretty good once they've booked once and, and had a treatment of knowing what it is they need to go back and, and look for um, so it's never as bad as you fear it's going to be um, and then on the gaps in the diary side of things totally understand that because time is money right and if you've got 15 minutes three or four of them through a day they add up to a whole other appointment where you could have made a good amount of money um there's actually some smart technology behind the scenes that that optimizes your diary so it actually looks and says oh no even though for example we normally know that you like to book like on the half hour whatever it might be if it sees that there's a risk of a little slot that can't be filled by another treatment it will actually sort of rearrange things and move it up and the client can only see the most optimum of start times for that appointment so it's a little bit hard yeah it's a little bit hard to explain and it probably is something that we don't do a good enough job of, of telling you about and giving you confidence about because it's one of those things that sort of it's just a little technical thing that happens behind the scenes but it's specifically being built that way with experience because we know how how important those little gaps would be if they all added up and in terms of lost money so yeah that the technology is doing its work behind the scenes to avoid that so that's a bit of peace of mind for you (laughs) yeah I think I think that's a really good thing that you've you've told us about that because we didn't know that at all Uh um but the other thing was say for instance um, Mondays are really busy for us, aren't they? Yeah. Mondays, Wednesdays are quiet. Days. When, 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 <laughs> Wednesdays tend to be a bit what we say gappy. Mm-hmm. So, say for instance, I've got a client that's booked in at ten o'clock, and she's ten till half past eleven, and then I'm free for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. My concern is that then somebody might book in at two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. but had they have rung. I possibly could have said they wouldn't have known had they not been able to see the diary online. I could have possibly offered them that half past 11 appointment mm-hmm. and booked them together. Yeah, and have the rest, and have day rest off, of the day off and go for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main I said to mum, I guess this depends on your salon setup. Yeah. We're a home salon, so we don't have, you know, a, a what would you call shop it? Like front. a shop front. Mm-hmm. We don't have to physically be open from mm-hmm. nine in the morning till eight at night with the lights on we're not paying staff to sit there and be there anyway mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different for us if we're on a quiet period then we would rather budge everybody together and have the afternoon off to go shopping normally <laughs> yeah I'm gonna be honest I'm not gonna lie good for you <laughs> that's what working from home is about right having that flexibility yeah, yeah. 
So this is that's one of our concerns. It's not always the little gaps, but the big the big sort of gaps. If we have got big gaps, even mm-hmm. some days we might go well. We won't even really do that Wednesday. You know, we'll put everybody in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday sort of thing mm-hmm. and we'll have a Wednesday off but mm-hmm. then you can guarantee on treat while someone goes books bang it middle of the day on a Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't thought about it in advance and booked yeah. it off yeah yeah, yeah. I just I just don't know that is the one thing for us is that control it's just that control um but more than not we are at work every day mm-hmm. all day yeah you know it's very rare we're not but it's just one of them things of just giving up that control. And I don't know if you've got any wise words to to sort of make us break the habit. I, well, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think, you know, there's things that you need, you need and you want to be in control of and that you absolutely can't relinquish. And then there's things that I think sometimes you try to hold on to because you're a little bit worried about losing them but actually once you do that you actually go oh yeah I should have done that a long time ago so I think things you want to be in control about are the kind of non-negotiables for you and it's the things like what you're going to what you're going to offer and when you're going to offer and how much you're going to charge for it kind of thing and then I think other people sometimes when they think about control they they take it even further than kind of just their availability and they actually think they want to be in control of the way that a, a certain treatment is described or a venue image or something like that and actually that's where we get a bit more kind of actually this is what we know about so when we talk about a partnership let us do the things that genuinely where the experts at and you stay in control of the things that really matter to you which is your diary and your your pricing and and your treatments so on your kind of on your Wednesday thing like I feel like maybe it's just time for you to reclaim your Wednesdays and actually change your working hours and and do a half day on a Wednesday and actually say that you're only going to be available for online bookings on a Wednesday morning which will force people to group together those appointments yeah and then if your telephone did ring if you still got you know your your older clients or your regulars who do ring you sometimes you can you know you can overbook them you can put them in your afternoon when you're closed off for online availability but you did want to accommodate someone um so I feel like maybe just do that as a rule or the other thing is obviously that if you I don't know how far in advance your clients tend to book but if you look at that on a kind of a Monday or something if you look at your Wednesday and it's looking pretty quiet and you've only got the 10:30 in I would just block the afternoon then because you don't necessarily need to change your working hours you can just be a bit more kind of okay I look at my diary and I seem to have a good four hour gap then and I fancy going shopping so let me block it off now <laughs> and that's instant as soon as you like put that block in on Treatwell on your calendar it's it's gone offline straight away and the clients don't know that you've just decided to go shopping they'll just think you're super busy and, and looking after other yeah. clients so I think that's probably the best the best thing you can do is just kind of try and you take try and take control of your time by maybe blocking and giving yourself those blocks of time where you, you're going to have a bit of free time yeah, we are control freaks, both me and mum. <laughs> I, I am too, don't worry. <laughs> we know we are control freaks. I mean, we laugh because mum's yeah. scared of flying, you know, as in going on an aeroplane. Yes. And she always says, if I could fly the aeroplane myself, <laughs> I'd be fine. I'd go on holiday. But it's because she's not in control and we are both like yeah. this. So this yeah, is more are. of an issue with us personally yeah. than true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not uncommon, though. It's definitely not uncommon because that, it, it kind of goes into that fear of change thing as well, that it's, it is a, it's doing things a different way and thinking, yeah. oh, but what could go wrong and what will it be like? And sometimes I think dip your toe in and you try it and then you go, oh, actually, it, it was better. I was worried about it, but all the things I thought might be a problem actually weren't. So, yeah. yeah. 
be brave. I think it's part <laughs> of being like a business owner as well. Do you know mm. when you've like nourished that business for years and you've you've like seen it grow and you've got it to where you want it to be and you're really proud of it and everything sort of is running quite smoothly. Mm-hmm. then to think about changing something or handing over a part of the business that you usually control yeah it's a daunting sort of task in it ahead it's yeah. a daunting thought. absolutely yeah absolutely but and I, I, re- I, I really respect that as well like you know you've you built a business from nothing don't you and then somebody suddenly coming in and telling you there's a a different maybe better but definitely different way of doing something is a bit kind of ooh is there yeah. I'm not sure yeah. about that and how many of us think we know best oh yes <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the same though as like if you don't move whether that's you know with gel polish technology or mm-hmm. you know online technology if you don't move you're going to stand still and yep. you're going to be left behind yeah so I think that's the main thing is that everything's evolving whether that's the way we book online whether that's the type of products we have applied to us nails anything everything is advancing and and it's doing it at a really pretty quick rate so mm-hmm. I think if you don't move so me and Shelby's probably going to come yeah. off this podcast and have this really long conversation <laughs> um you, you can get left behind I think I think you I think you're so right and I think when you look at when you look at anything, the people who are kind of the early adopters of things are always the most successful because they're the ones yeah. who help to actually shape that change as well. They have real influence over it. And and like I say, like, you know, the way Treatwell's been built is we've had so much input from so many business owners over the years who've told us what the diary should look like and how they think we should we should do something on their venue page. And it really has given kind of shape to Treatwell and, and impetus to Treatwell. But they were the early people who realised that there was an opportunity to do something different and really got ahead of it and the longer those people have been on treat well the more and more reviews they've got which means that they rank higher and they get more bookings mm-hmm. so there's that's just like a really practical example of the, the quicker you kind of get on board with something you yeah. have chance to control it rather than yeah. you realize you're about to get le- left behind and you finally kind of jump on the bus and you realize yeah. everyone else has been on it for a while and you're like oh okay <laughs> So that's yeah. like me with the tiktok at the oh moment. god don't i'm not on tiktok <laughs> yet so no, i'm not taking my own advice there <laughs> but yeah it's so true we were we had um another guest selena ryden um mm-hmm. and she's a really big nail influencer and she came on to talk to us about social media which i know mm-hmm. i'm going off on a total different route here but she was talking about tiktok and when these things first come out the people that are first to jump on it mm-hmm. are always the most successful like the youtubers yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah just anything um and i guess that's the same for anything whether that's treat well or anything um yeah. you know when you're there when it's new mm-hmm. and you stick with it for a long time then it works to be works out in your favor really it really it really does and I think like a lot of what we're saying I, I we're definitely coming back to kind of the consumer demand and that being the reason to be online and that it so is part of it but I do genuinely think as well like what what the industry can start to realize that actually tech and online is never ever going to be a bad thing for this industry and I think in a lot of industries like retail and everything else you know people are I've got a natural kind of worry about it because they think it's going to disrupt and they think it's going to replace like technology and online is never, ever, ever going to replace 
having your nails done in the salon or going you know going to your place to have a yeah. massage like we it will never replace the service itself it is only only an enabler so I think the more you kind of get the confidence that actually it's here to help that it definitely is here to stay the better because it, it can help with so many things like it's not just about sort of giving customers what they want it's also like making your life easier so that you're not kind of answering the messages at half past 12 at night and you're not constantly having to think about what pricing you should offer because maybe you've got a quiet patch it's using the advantage of technology and using the advantage of online to claim back some of that time and give you your Wednesday afternoons back to go shopping when you could have been busy kind of <laughs> trying to call around clients or think of a promotion or think of how to get some new, new you know new people to be aware of you or whatever so yeah it's definitely just seeing it as a positive accepting that it's here to stay and then figuring out how you can use it best to to, to help your life and your business be better yeah so then the final little thing for mm-hmm. us and now you might go and tell me oh we do something like that or we're gonna do something like mm-hmm. that but one of the things that we feel is like missing mm-hmm. is client consultation for ah, it's coming <laughs> it's coming <laughs> it? it is so oh my gosh this has been one of my favorite subjects for so 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 long I totally agree with you we are missing them um and it's so the way we kind of like prioritize features is 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 really complicated because we're in 11 different countries and those 11 different countries all have slightly different needs and in some countries we do more hair than beauty in the UK it's a lot more beauty than hair kind of thing and we all have our different kind of wish lists of of what we want building and consultation forms have been up and down this wish list for so long and I keep trying to bubble them up to the top and then something else happens and it, it gets prioritized over it but this is one and and I I'm loath to say that, you know, COVID has, has helped anything. But the one thing that it is has kind of done is it has given a more immediate need for us to build that. And when I say consultation forms, I guess there's two different types of them. There's ones that are more kind of consent waiver forms, which is definitely, I think, where the COVID has kind of added an impetus to that because sometimes people want yeah, to yeah. say, I need you to kind of check this list and say that you haven't got these symptoms yeah. and, and and sign this. But then there's obviously the more in-depth, if you want to do a facial with somebody, you kind of want mm-hmm. to kind of go through all of their skin concerns and, and all of that. Um, so the first first kind of iteration of what we're releasing in the next couple of weeks is the consent, ooh, the waiver ooh, forms. Yeah, ooh, consent waiver forms first. Um, and we're going to make them digital so they're not just kind of, you know, paper ones. We're, we're, we're living what we what we believe here and making sure that they're digital and they're emailed after someone books an appointment and they fill them in online and it's all kind of stored against the appointment but as soon as we've done that we're going to start building templated consultation forms so they're coming they're coming ladies oh, that's great news. <laughs> yeah because at the moment we're using paper um covid questionnaires mm-hmm. and then we have created our own um consultation cards on a different um online mm-hmm. platform platform yeah which and isn't then, very good to be honest well it, it's good as in what we've built is good mm-hmm. in it like yeah, as template our is template good. is good mm-hmm. um, but we can only have 500 right um a maximum of 500 and then we just link it to our treat well um client record yes yeah. um so we can just click on it and it'll just open it up but we um when we we started using it when we went back after the first lockdown we decided we were going to take us client consultations online mm-hmm. and then we'd done quite a few and we could send it and they could do it before they came as well mm-hmm. and then one of my clients rang and said I'm trying to do it Shelby and it, it's not letting me like submit it so I'm like oh 
So I checked online, it said, sorry, you have reached your max. I thought, oh, oh my God, we maxed out in about 10 days. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. So we had to move all over to another one. But it just, it doesn't feel like it runs as smooth as what no. Treatwell does. It doesn't have the mm-hmm. technology isn't there behind it. And yep. it's another thing for us to run separately to treat well. So if it was all integrated, yeah, which it's going to yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be. And you're totally right. It's just that like there are other solutions out there and, and some of them are absolutely great. Some of them have, have got limitations, but we just need to practice what we preach. And that is that we're trying to give you one solution that does everything you need. And it cuts out all of that, ad, that kind of admin time. And it makes it really seamless and experience as well between you and the client. So I will feed that back to our product team and let them know that we've got <laughs> yet more people who are desperate for them to come. But yeah, we're, we're, we are working really hard on it. And hopefully you'll hear a, a good announcement soon about the first wave of it, like I say, which will be those kind of consent forms, the waiver forms. Yeah. Um, and then wow. the next thing will be kind of templated consultation forms. Fab. Would we be able to customise them then to our own services and what we'd like to be included on them so eventually yes so the way they're kind of doing it is that they're going to kind of do as much as they can as quickly as they can and the best way of doing that is kind of doing the groundwork for the waiver forms then doing some templates and when we talk about doing the templates we will be talking to a lot of our partners to kind of get input in we've already done a quick survey to sort of say which services do you need the most for what do you need to find out what do you need to record so we've got some ideas already that the templates as far as possible we will make them that they really are fit for purpose and they cover a range of services so it won't just be one template it will be a selection of them that you could use for different kinds of treatments um but then once we've got all of that done we will then move on to building a more customizable one for you so you can make it absolutely bespoke to to what you would want oh i'm excited yeah it's good news yeah i feel like chatting to you today you give us all the answers oh good Um, so one last thing then before we let you go mm-hmm. is um obviously well i say this year but i mean last year yeah last year was quite a struggle for all of us when it came to our businesses in the beauty industry yeah um and one of the big sort of things that came out of the year was sort of salon safety salon hygiene Mm -hmm. um, and how we can all play our part to sort of raise them standards and them levels Mm -hmm. um how does sort of treat well come into creating Mm -hmm. a safe environment so i mean god it does seem like a long time ago but before we even went into that sort of first lockdown I think it's when we thought we were going to avoid it it was just kind of we were wondering what was going to shut in back in March April whenever it was yeah I think the first thing we started to do is we started to kind of do a lot of webinar content and blog content around kind of hygiene and best practices and we were actually involved in working um on the government task force that produced the COVID close contact guidelines as well. So we were sort of translating that back into the industry as well and making sure everyone understood what PPE they needed and giving them all the kind of signs to display, you know, in their salons or online to show that they were kind of taking all of these new hygiene precautions. Um, But I think the main, the main way other than we educate clients by saying, make sure you don't come if you've got any of these symptoms and we made rescheduling easier. I think the main way that we help is more in the kind of technology about the space of clients um so one of the things that we realized straight away obviously is that if you're going to do a more intense cleaning between every single client than you would have normally done you need more time to do that so 
we have this little thing called cleanup time that you can attach at the end of do you use it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's great isn't it I mean you can set whether it's kind of five minutes or 15 or 30 whatever it is but it just gives you that dedicated time to stop another client booking in and give you that time to make sure that you've you've done that kind of deep clean that you wanted to um and then the other thing that, that helps you do is obviously space out the departure and arrival times of clients as well so I think that's an example probably of where the technology is is there to help you and then the super obvious one is obviously if you're using an online diary you're already compliant with track and trace because you're holding all of those details about the client when they came into the salon who they were with when they left so it just makes sure that you're kind of following all of the protocol and and being as kind of um you know being as compliant as you absolutely can be yeah Yeah. and obviously I know it's like we can't accept walk-ins and things like mm. that now as well. I mean, we do it anyway because we're a home salon. But mm-hmm. if you were a high street salon, obviously, you don't want to be accepting walk-ins. So online bookings, mm-hmm. you know, is so much easier. You know, if somebody were outside your shop, they could literally go on and book. Exactly. Yeah, they don't have to come in. You know, they can book in five minutes time if, if your settings are set to that. Yeah. So that's another good thing as well. And I think the the prepayment as well, like a lot of a lot of clients chose to start paying more than ever before their appointment, paying online for it, because it stopped them kind of having to handle either cash or a card machine, which is more cleaning for for you if you need to kind of keep disinfecting the machine every time you pass it over. Um, But it also kind of speeds up that that sort of departure from the treatment room as well, that there's less kind of, if they don't have to think about, I've now got to stand here and pay for my appointment and I've got to rebook my next one, they can just know that they've walked out out of the space and they've already paid for their appointment online and they're just going to go straight back on the Treatwell app and rebook the next appointment it, it just it yeah. helps both sides so that that was yeah. definitely a, a big thing that came out of it is we saw a lot more clients prepaying than ever before yeah I can imagine yeah um so before we let you go then <laughs> um would you mind sort of telling our listeners maybe if they're interested in joining Treatwell or want some more information mm-hmm. how do they sort of get in contact with you yeah, absolutely. So they can go straight onto our website, which is www.treatwell.co.uk. And if they click down the bottom, there's a little um, button that says list your business. Um, and they will, they'll find lots of information about some of the things we talked about today, but obviously all of the kind of really important pricing and, and kind of commercial offers details as well. Um, we ask people to fill out just a little form and then we get one of our team to give you a call and talk everything through because like everyone in this industry does we like to have a kind of consultation to make sure that we find out a lot more about you and we make sure we give you the right advice because there are different kind of listings available that people can choose to join on so super super simple but I do know that we we're also going to um give an offer to to anyone who's listening as well that we will offer what we call our pro listing um which is one of the kind of more more feature filled listings that we've got um, for the price of our entry for a full 12 months if anyone from this podcast wants to find out more and join up they would just need to mention the podcast and the team will make sure that they they honor that offer wow brilliant thank you (laughs) oh you're welcome you're welcome that's good can we ring up (laughs) (laughs) we will make sure we look after you don't you worry just give laura a ring (laughs) oh well thank you really enjoyed chatting to you oh pleasure um I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners are going to love it. It's going to give them some food for thought, um, whether maybe they're still using a paper diary, maybe they're using a different booking system, but mm-hmm. have realised, you know, just exactly what Treatwell can offer um, 
like we've touched on, there's so many benefits um, and people tend to sort of look at the negatives rather than the advantages. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've learnt loads, yeah. haven't we, Shelby? Again, we have, like again. every podcast when <laughs> oh, we chat good. to everybody. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for sparing time to chat with us today. We, we really enjoyed it. Absolute pleasure and likewise. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. We would love to connect with you on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at The Beauty Edit Podcast or join our Facebook group, The Beauty Edit Podcast Society. Thank you so much again and please do look out for another episode of The Beauty Edit Podcast.